This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. We're starting a new series this month, and it's on the Holy Spirit. Amen? We talked about Jesus and uh, last month, and we, we talked about how, how awesome it is to develop your relation with Jesus. But now we're going to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit and uh, how the Holy Spirit operates in our lives and how he works with us, glory to God, and, and it, it's pretty awesome. So we're going to look at uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, to start off with. And I love this. And it says uh, here, it says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is... Um, uh, a salutation. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I love that because in this scripture right here, it reveals the, you know, the, the triune, triunity or the trinity of God. And God is, is, is you know, God is one, but he's manifested in three persons. And of course, we know that, and, and, and it's a mystery, so it's kind of it's, it's hard to understand what that means. But, you know, the Father implements the plan, Jesus executes the plan, and the, and the Holy Spirit reveals the plan. So, so, so that gives you, a, you know, the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth of God's word to us. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians, uh, the, uh, the same uh, 13, 14, the message version. It says, the amazing grace of our master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. So, you know, I, I'm going to say this, that the, the, the Lord wants to walk with each one of us. And I think sometimes in our walk as Christians, I think sometimes our, our only real experience, I'm not talking about this group, but probably a lot of Christians other than this group here, is that our only experience with God is probably just Sunday mornings. Okay. Uh, in other words, we, 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 love, we love being in church and we love sensing the presence of God. And, you know, I made a statement last week that Sundays is my most favorite day of the week. Can anybody agree? But you know what? As I was thinking about that today, I was driving. I'm thinking every day should be my favorite day of the week if we're walking with God. Ooh, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, I should be just as excited on Monday morning than I am on Sunday. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because God's with us. Amen. And he wants to illuminate us. He wants to reveal his love to us. And I think the body of Christ, a lot of the body of Christ, I'm not I'm not focusing on you guys because I think you guys are a little different. But this is for the CD you're going to give out to, to somebody. And uh, but I think the body of, of Christ, I think how they relate to God is more uh, that God is a, a, a person that 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 they go to when they're in a crisis. In other words, we tend to just, we only tend to get to God when there's a problem. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, our only communication with God, a lot of times, a lot of Christians, only commun- they will only communicate with God when they need something. And God did not, he didn't create us 
just to, uh, just to ask, you know, and yes, we need to petition God. And the, the, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive and your joy will be made complete. But, 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 but we need to have our relationship it needs to be more than just us petitioning or asking God for things. Or, or, or asking God to help us out of our issues. And I, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Our, our, our walk with God should be a little bit more than that. Okay. And if that's only our walk, if we're only connecting to God when we have a problem, then we got a problem. <laughs> Amen. I call it foxhole religion. What does that mean? It means that you're, you're, you're in a place where, where, where you're in a tight spot and the only way you feel you can get out of it by getting God into your equation. I'm going to say this to you today. If you're born again, you already have God in your equation. God is with you. The hope of glory. And we need to get a revelation of that. Because if you get a revelation that God is in you and he's with you, it doesn't matter what lion den you walk into. Because those lions, those mouths of those lions are going to shut up. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what it looks like. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. That's why the just shall live by faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The just shall live by faith. In other words, the just shall live by faith when you're encountering the wilderness in your life. That's when you have to walk by faith. Amen. When the wilderness, when you're experiencing all the negativity and things aren't looking right, that's when you have to walk in faith. And so we, we see here that, uh, that uh, the Apostle Paul, this is in Acts 19, and this is about 20 years after the Holy Spirit had invaded the church and the, and the, and the church got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says in Acts 19, 1 and 2, it says, And it happened why Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, a lot of the body of Christ, they know God the Father, they know Jesus, but they're not really intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and he says to them, uh, in what were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. So we found out that they were Baptists. Well, we'll continue. Then Paul said, then Paul said, John, indeed, baptized. Hallelujah. Anybody used to be a Baptist? Okay, we won't go there. And Paul said, John, indeed, baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, who, could, who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. That's pretty powerful. So we, you, you see here that, that, that uh, Paul got them in the right direction, and they, got, and they received the Holy Spirit, and they started speaking in other tongues, and they prophesied. God wants to move through you. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? We got to get out of the way and let God, allow God to move through us. Amen? And so, so the Holy Spirit, I want to talk to you how the Holy Spirit functions today. 
And the Holy Spirit is not, you know, anybody ever see Star Wars? I guess everybody's seen Star Wars, you know. And, and it's like, you know, the, let the force be with you. You ever heard that? Let the force. The Holy Spirit is not a force. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not just a feeling. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not a something. Amen. Something told me. Hello, are you listening? No, the Holy Spirit is, is, is uh, the third person of the Godhead. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit is a person. And we need to get a revelation. And you can talk to the Holy Spirit. You can worship the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is God. Yes. Amen. And so we see this and we've got to get the revelation of that in John 14, 17. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. That's pretty awesome. I love that, because, you know, the greatest gift, the greatest gift that God has given the world is Jesus. And the greatest gift, that God has given the church is the Holy Spirit. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And we have to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. I love this because, you know, we, there's a revelation of the, of God, the Trinity of God. And in, in Genesis 1.26, it says this way. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over all the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So we see here, it says here, let us make man. Think about that. See, Jesus was not created. Now, I'm just going back to you. Jesus was not created by God. Hello. Jesus always existed with the Father. Hello, are you here? God did not create Jesus and God did not create the Holy Spirit. They're three in one. Are you here? We don't serve three gods. We serve one God in three persons and they have distinct different functions. Hello. And so we got to get rid of it. Sometimes you may, some people say, it's hard to wrap my head around that. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it because it's not an easy teaching to embrace. But if God is a God that I can figure out, he's not the God that I want to serve. In other words, there's a there's a mystery in God. And that's why we walk in faith. You're not going to know and understand how every intricate detail of how God is put together. You may not understand it, but God is God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to believe it. Amen. And so let's look at Matthew 3, uh, 13 through 17. And this is the account of Jesus uh, being water baptized. And this kind of this reveals, you know, the uh, the father and it reveals the Holy Spirit and reveals Jesus. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. 
Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we see here, we see Jesus. Uh, we, 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 we see that the Holy Spirit is, is in this picture here. The Holy Spirit as, the, uh, as a dove coming upon Jesus. And we, and we hear the voice of the Father. So, so, so we see that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is all in this one context. Is that pretty amazing? And so God is awesome. And I love this because Jesus, think about this. Jesus actually, he's, he's, he's our teacher, he's our savior, and he's our master. Amen. And Jesus, when he walked down here, he, he laid down his glory. He laid down his divinity to pick up our humanity. And see, I don't believe Jesus did a miracle until he was baptized uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not recorded that he did miracles when he was a boy. It's not, there's no recording of that in the scriptures. No, he started his miracle ministry when he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, what Jesus was doing, he was com- he was acting like a, he was he, he laid down his divinity. So he was walking as a man anointed by the power of God. And so he revealed he revealed miracles and he did all these things. And then he started saying, start, he said to his disciples, he said to us, he said, the works that I do, you can do and greater works. And so what he was doing, he was teaching us that we can walk just like him. Oh, man, pastor, you mean you're saying to me that I can walk like Jesus? Yes, I'm saying that you can walk like Jesus, that you have the power of the Holy Spirit residing. Man, you've got to get a revelation of that. You have the power of the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. You see, listen, you know, you, you, you hear me preach and you say, wow, what a wonderful orator. <laughs> but, I, you know, you may say that or you may say, oh, he's all right. But you know what? I'm not up here. I'm not doing this by myself. Amen. You better give some credit to the Holy Ghost Amen. because the Holy Ghost, I'm allowing the Holy Ghost to work through me. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Today? So I got to give. See, I like to say my wife and the Holy Ghost makes me look good. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? It's the Holy Ghost that will make you look good when 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 nothing else will. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Give God. We got to give God all the glory. I love this uh, in Isaiah 11, 2. It says this way. It says the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Think about that. The, the, the spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Say, I have wisdom. I have wisdom. See, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the wisdom of God. 
You can unlock the mysteries of God with because you are in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit that unlocks it to us. You believe that today? You have understanding. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have understanding. I just don't know what to do. Yes, you have a Holy Spirit that will show you what to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? we got to get a revelation of that. You're not in this thing by yourself. I remember I was in the shower and, and I don't know, I was, I was, you know, I was just showering and the Spirit of the Lord said to me, uh, uh, we're in this together. We're in this together. I, I may have been thinking like how I'm going to live this. You know, I don't know what I was doing. But all I know is the Lord said, we're in this together. God is with you. He's with you today. That's why we don't need to get down and depressed, amen, looking at, looking at our circumstances, because your circumstances are subject to change. They're temporary, subject to change, but the word of God is eternal. And the eternal word of God, illuminated by the Holy Spirit, will change the temporary circumstances and situations in your life. You believe that today? Say it's changing for the better. Amen. That's hope. Hope says things are changing for the better. Fear says things are changing for the worse. Hold on tight. No, they're changing for the better. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so Matthew 28, 19 says it, uh, says it this way. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that just reveals to you the power of the Godhead and that, that we, you know, some people say, should you baptize in just Jesus's name only? You know, uh, Paul baptized those people in, 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 that we just read in Ephesus 19, or I'm sorry, in Acts 19. He baptized them in Jesus name. But I believe in baptizing them in the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Put them all, you know, put the Trinity in there, glory to God. And, there's, and I'm going to say this, the Holy Spirit is God. I mean, it's, he represents, he reveals the heart of the Father. He reveals Jesus. The Holy Spirit reveals what God thinks. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I like this because in Acts 5, 2 and 4, this reveals the, 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 the God uh, of the Holy Spirit. And it says here, uh, let me just give you a, a little information here. They, they, the, the church was just starting and, and, and the power of God was moving in the church like this morning and, 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 and miracles and healings were going on. And then people were selling property. They were selling property and they were giving the proceeds to the church and they were laying it at the apostles feet. I'm telling you, that's revival. That's when people start selling stuff and giving it to the church, especially their own property. You know, revival is coming on. When God starts affecting your money, hello. You know, when you start giving your money like that, revival has hit the church. And so, and they were selling things and all that. And Barnabas, you know, sold a piece of land, gave it. And I'm telling you, they, you know, they gave it and, and it was, you know, it was in public. And they were seeing this and, they, and, and maybe Barnabas got some limelight from it. They were, they were praising God for Barnabas faithfulness and giving this into into the kingdom. And then Ananias and Sapphira. Anybody ever heard of these people? 
And, uh, and they, you know, they said, you know, I think that they, they thought, well, you know what, we want a little bit of attention. We, you know, we, we, we want some, uh, some glamour. You know, we want to receive some, some notoriety. And, and they said, you know, they got together, they sold a piece of land, but they, but they kept back a certain amount of it. And, and, and they kind of, they, they, were, they were deceiving, they were deceiving, you know, what they were doing with that piece of land that they were giving the whole amount. And it says here, and in, in Acts 5, 2 and 4, it says, And he kept back part of the proceeds. And his wife, also being aware of it, brought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. Why it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to man but to God. So, so, so what, what did Peter say? Peter said, you know, uh, you, you, you can't, you listen, you can fool some people some of the time, but you cannot fool God none of the time. Amen. You may be able to look good on the outside and be able to fool some people. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Some of the time, but, but our life is an open book to God. And unfortunately, it's an open book for the devil, too. And they're all watching God, the devil, people, and we're all being watched. And the enemy wants to have an opportunity to attack our lives. Amen? And so we see here that, uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, well, what happened here in Acts was that, uh, I didn't put it down, but Ananias died in church. Ugh. Wow, that, that's kind of harsh. And then, you know, he died in church and then Peter says, go bury him. You know, I guess you have to get a burial team. I, I hope I don't have to get that as one of my teams. Hello, <laughs> bury people. Amen. And uh, and so they, they, had, they buried him. And then, of course, you know, Sapphira came in. And then Peter asked her the same thing. And Peter asked her, did you sell land for a certain amount? And she said, yes. And then she died too. And then the whole church got freaked out. (laughs) And I'm telling you, the Bible says the fear of God came in on that church. And then, you know, the Bible said that some did not come back to church. But those that, that love God, they fear God. And I'm telling you, revival broke out. And when we get a reverential fear of God. See, see you got to have two uh, components. And this is free today. It wasn't part of my notes. But you have to have two components in your walk with God. You have to understand the love of God. Amen. You have to understand that he loves you, that he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love and kindness and tender mercies, that his mercies are renewed every morning. And praise God on that. But you've got to understand the severity of God also. In other words, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. Hello. And if you get that in your equation, the love of God and the severity. In other words, there's a judgment side of God. And if you get that straight in your equation, you're going to walk straight in God. But if you got, you're too far over in the love of God, then you, you think almost because you could go and sin. And you think because lightning hadn't strike, God is okay with that. But whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. 
If he so, are you listening to us? And over, eventually it will come back. But then you can be over here and you can think of the severity of God and you can get legalistic. And you think, oh, God, I got to make sure I breathe right today. I got to make sure everything is right. And you can get so legalistic that you have you don't enjoy the walk. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we got to stay in the middle. The love of God. And but we got to mind our P's and Q's as well. And when we have that working in, are you listening to what I'm saying? In our Christian walk, then we'll, and woo, glory to God. We will experience the blessings of God like no other. Amen. I like this because you got to understand this. And sometimes you hear preachings and, I, I, you know, I, these preachings, people love to hear it. It's almost like where we're in Christ and God never gets irritated with us. You know, God's wrath has been already placed on Jesus. And so he's never going to get angry with us or he's not going to get upset or uh, have you read your Bible? <laughs> have you just read your Bible? <laughs> just read your Bible. God took some people out in the Old Testament. Well, we're not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. What, what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? That's New Testament theology. Hello. Ooh, what? That's New Testament. They die. That, that's, a, that's a forming of the church. We know the power of God. But this is, this is interesting. God has feelings. The Holy Spirit can feel. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. And, you know, uh, it says here in Ephesians 4, 25 and 31, it says, therefore, put away lying. What? Why would Paul write this to the church of Ephesus? We're blood-bought saints. We don't lie. Because some might be lying out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not a liar. You, you better not. I, I, there's no, I don't want, listen, the Bible says all liars will find themselves in the fire that burns with brimstone. Hello. But that's talking about unbelievers. Keep reading your Bible. In other words, we need to start walking with God and we don't want to lie. Amen. Well, who's, who's the biggest liar? Satan. And we're not going to be like that other guy. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm not going to be like the other guy. Sometimes, you know, I'm walking and sometimes I get upset and I start yelling and the Holy Spirit is saying, you're acting like the other guy. Any of you ever act like the other guy? The one that's condemned? That's... Are you hearing what I say today? No, listen, we don't want to act like the other guy. We want to act like Jesus. It says, let each one of you speak truth with each other neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. It's not, it's not, listen, it's okay to get angry at situations. You know, it's not a sin to get angry, but the sin is, is, is that if you're staying angry. Amen. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Look, look what, what he said now. This is just a side note. He's saying that we work not just for our needs. We don't work just for a living. He's saying that when we work, we should, some of our finances should be to expand the kingdom of God. We work, amen, not for a living, but for a giving. I just thought I'd throw that in there. And so it says here, uh, uh, let him work with his hands, giving to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. 
I'm telling you, that's what gets us in trouble. But what is good for the necessary of edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. My question to you this morning, are you putting something in, in the buckets of people or are you taking something out of the buckets of people? Are you, are you giving an encouraging word or are you giving a derogatory word? Uh, hello. Hello. But I'm in church today, Pastor. And do not grieve. Now, look, look at this. The next thing it says here, edification. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So if then that tells me, as believers, we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Ooh, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because, listen, I believe this, and this is, this is me. I, I, I believe, in, and, and the Bible actually says the kingdom of God is righteousness. Amen. Righteousness. In other words, the kingdom of God is righteousness. In other words, Jesus paid the price. For us to have right standing with God. The kingdom of God is right standing with God in Christ Jesus. But then it's also, the Bible says the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I want some peace in my life. Hello. I want some joy in my life. Hello. And we're not going to get that peace and joy if we're grieving the Holy Spirit. Because I believe the Holy Spirit gives us that peace and joy. And I, hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Have you gone home? And so I want to walk in that peace. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And it says, be tenderhearted. It says, be kind to one another. Kind, pastor? Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ in God, even as God in Christ has forgave you. So we need to be tenderhearted. We need to walk in love. Amen. I, 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 I you know, my my wife did something this week and I, and I got upset with her and I said something. And about five minutes later, I said, baby, I'm you know, the Holy Spirit. You know, I, my heart, you know, and sort of revealing. I said, hey, I, forgive me. I shouldn't have said it that way. Amen. The pastor messes up every once in a while. Too. Why? I have flesh. We're not redeemed yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We have flesh. We, we, sometimes we just need to apologize. You know, Fonzie, he had a problem with saying, I'm sorry. Anybody ever used to watch Happy Days in here? He would say, I'm so, so sorry. You know, because he was always right. Amen. Right. He could. He had a hard time. Anybody out here have no, I won't say have a hard time, you know, apologizing. OK, we won't go there. But see, if you are walking in the spirit of God, you should have the, 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 the grace of God will, will prompt you to be a peacemaker. Amen. You will you want to be a peacemaker. So what is the Holy Spirit? What is his role in, his, in our life? His role is to be with us and be in us. That's number one. When you get saved, glory to God, when you receive Jesus on the inside of you, I'm telling you, you have the Holy Spirit that will take up residency on the inside of you. Ooh, that's awesome. You know what's so awesome about that is that we, we just don't have a religion. We just don't have a set rules and regulations that we're trying to abide. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I abide by the Ten Commandments. Uh, are you sure you're a Christian? 
You know, it's not by abiding by the Ten Commandments, per se. It's walking with God. Yes, if you're a Christian, you should obey the... We talked about not lying, cheating, and so... Yeah, but, but listen, you shouldn't, have to be, you, you shouldn't be trying to obey rules. You just, just need to walk with God. You walk with God, you don't need to obey the rules because you automatically obey the rules. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You automatically walk, walk and obey. Yes, there, yes, you may miss it at times. Because, see, listen, as Christians, we don't live in sin. We just stumble in sin. We fall at times. But you know what? We stumble, but we get back up. We're weebles and we're wobbles, but we may fall down, but we'll come back up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? we got some weeble wobbles in here, but we won't fall down uh, in, in a perpetual state, glory to God. And so it says here, uh, he will be with us and he'll be in us. Uh, in John 14, 15 and 18, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Woo, man, I could just stop right there and throw down the mic. Listen, if you love God, you're going to keep his commandments. And it says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another help. You know, the Holy Spirit will help you keep God's word. And I, will, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. For the spirit of truth, whom he, he the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Say, I know him. I don't know about, I, it's not that you just know about God, you know God. See, I know God. I, I, I know what makes God happy, and I know what, what displeases God. You should know that. You should know what stokes God up, gets him excited, and you should know what gets him, you know, in a place where he's not uh, where he's grieved or saddened. Hello. And so, so it says here, he, I love this. It says, he, it says here, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you and I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I love that because listen, it doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter, you know, if, if uh, uh, you know, you, you, you feel like you're alone in your problem and your issue. You're never alone because God is with you. Your parents may abandon you, but God will never abandon you. And we are in a new family. And this is the family of God. And you better get used to it. Amen. You better start loving your family because we're going to see each other in heaven. Oh, you are going to heaven, glory to God. You can come over to my mansion sometime. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it's going to be awesome. We have a new family. Glory to God. And so, so, so the Holy Spirit function is to live in us and abide in us. I like what it says here that, that in John 14, 16, the Amplified, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor. This is the Amplified. Strengthener, stand by to be with you forever. So the so, so Holy Spirit is our comforter. Amen. He will comfort us. He will, he will keep, keep he, he, he's our cheerleader. He will tell you that you can keep, you can make it. Yes, yes. The, God will, will, he will cheerlead you. He will, he will, he will help you. He will encourage you. I love that about God. And so he's our comforter. He will bring you comfort. 
When the devil is accusing you and telling you and talking to you about your past and telling you, you know, you think you're going to move any further. And God, look at all the things you You just need to remind the devil about his future. Your past is under the blood. You're living in the here and now. Faith is always in the now. It's not in the past. Get out of the past. He, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is your advocate. He's one called alongside you. He's your intercessor, your counselor, your strengthener. He's your standby. Are you hear what I'm saying? To you? I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 6, 16. It says this, and, and, and Paul was talking about what, you know, in, in the context, he was talking about that, that as believers, what, you know, we don't have any fellowship with unbelievers. He was talking about be ye separate from the world. The reason why some of us are not experiencing the peace, and I'm not talking about this group, but some of us are not experiencing the peace and the joy of God, is because they're still walking with the world. They're still loving the world. Amen. No, the Bible says be in the world, but be not of the world. In other words, we have to be separated out of the world. In other words, you know, the Bible says if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Ooh, man, that's powerful. I, you know, I don't want to love the world or the, the attitude of the world. It's all about the bling bling. Amen. And so, so we see this and it says here, for you are uh, the temple of the living God. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is not residing, you know, in a, in a place of, called the Holy of Holies any longer. No, the veil was rent from top to bottom. The Spirit of God is now invading mankind. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? It was so important that Jesus, you know, went to the cross. He said, it's expedient that I go. If I don't go, I can't send the comforter. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, see, the devil didn't realize the plan of God. The plan of God was not just for Jesus to set every cap, cap, captive free, not for Jesus just to have a ministry for, you know, forever down here on earth by himself. No, no. Jesus multiplied himself through us. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now there's Jesus, little Jesus is running around the whole over the world. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm not calling you Jesus, but you are the body of Christ. We represent Jesus. And so now, now the devil's in trouble because now, now the Holy Spirit will operate through the body of Christ and, and working through the body of Christ. I'm telling you, it's so much better. Amen. Amen. Number two, he, uh, the Holy Spirit will reveal the Bible to us. Amen. You see, the Bible uh, is like a mystery book. And see, that's why the world, you know, you can, the world, they don't understand the Bible. They, they, they don't have a revelation of God's goodness uh, in the Bible. But God unlocks the mystery of the Bible to us. The Holy Spirit revealed the mystery of the Bible. It says here in John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. So, so this saying here, there's two blessings in this verse pertaining to the Holy Spirit and what he does for us. Number one, uh, he, re- he gives us understanding of the scriptures. 
And what that does, see, listen, a lot of Christians, they have a a mental understanding of the scriptures, but they don't have a heart knowledge of it. And so what it is, is that if you just have a mental understanding, it's, in other words, it's not real yet. And the Holy Spirit makes the word of God real. It makes the word, it's like, oh yeah, by Jesus stripes I'm healed. Oh yeah, I, I can be made whole by my faith. I was reading that one day, and the lady with the issue of blood, the, Jesus said, Jesus said, it's your faith. That made you whole. And it jumped out at me. And the Spirit of the Lord says, your faith can make you whole too. I said, yes, it can. Woo, glory to God. And you start getting a revelation of that. Then when you get a revelation of that, revelation brings manifestation of the promises of God in our life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I love this part. And I love this, that the Holy Spirit will give will we'll give you remembrance of the scriptures. Have you ever been in a place where you needed God and you needed a word from God? You didn't have your Bible and the Holy Spirit gave you a word. And I'm telling you, he'll bring remembrance of the scriptures to you. But there is a key. You've got to put some scriptures in. You might need to put some scriptures in. And the Holy Spirit will bring up those scriptures, hallelujah, and will help you in a weak spot in your life. See, this is, this is how the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. This, this is, you know, he moved, the Holy Spirit moved on the disciples. Do you think they could remember everything? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Holy Spirit bring, bring to their, their remembrance everything that Jesus did and what he said. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's how they were able to write under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit's powerful. Amen. Glory to God. And we have him. And so, number three, he, uh, the Holy Spirit will help us share Jesus with people. John 15, 26 says it this way. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. I love that. So the Holy Spirit, he's going to testify of Jesus. Our life should be a testimony of Jesus. You're going through all these problems, brother and sister. How come you're still at peace? How come you still have joy in your life? How come? I would be just dragging right now. How are you doing? The Holy Spirit, he's empowering you to overcome. You're an overcomer. He's empowering you today. The devil's so afraid of this church. He's so afraid of you. He's so, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. I'm looking at conquerors here. You are empowered. My Lord Jesus. I could drop the mic right now. Hallelujah. So, so he will empower you to be a witness for him, glory to God. You know, it says it, and I'm not going to hit on it majorly, but in Acts 1.8, it says, uh, in Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria and the ends of the earth. So he will give you the power. Number four, the Holy Spirit will guide us. In John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. That is awesome. You know, listen, you don't have to go to a fortune teller. 
You don't have to look up your horoscope to figure out what kind of day that you're going to have. Yeah, as Christians, we shouldn't be doing those things. No, the Holy Spirit will tell you what kind of future you will have. He will show you things to come. I remember when I was, a, I was working for the church, I was working for the pastor that founded this church, and I was in there, and the Holy Spirit said, you're going to be the next pastor. My pastor never told me that. Matter of fact, he wasn't going to ever say anything like that. He loved his job, and he wasn't going anywhere. And the Holy Spirit said, you're going to be the next pastor. Actually, the, Lord, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord said, you are the pastor. I said, no, I'm not. He is. He said, no, you are. I said, no, I'm not. He is. And the Holy Spirit kept saying, you're the pastor. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not the pastor. I don't even preach up there. Every once in a while when he throws me a bone. But, no. And the Holy Spirit said, I call those things that be not as though they were. I said, oh, okay. Well, I guess I am. I'll wait. And then, and then the pastor came to me and said, you know, we're, we're ready to retire. Do you feel like God's calling you to be the pastor? I said, mm, I don't know. Let me think about that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I, I, it agrees with my spirit. The Lord's been telling me that for three years. I didn't have to pray about it. God was already revealing it to me. It looked impossible. I was a single man. They wanted to give the church to a couple. They thought that would be better. They tried giving away, and people were like, no, we don't want it. Then they thought, well, maybe Pastor David, maybe he might be able to do something with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It was impossible. But God specializes in the impossible. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm like, man, I've got to close this down. My Lord, I haven't finished all my scriptures. My gosh. And the Holy Spirit will convict. And, and let me just give you that scripture. The Holy Spirit will convict. Now, now, let me just preface this by saying this. The Holy Spirit is not here to convict a believer of sin. Okay, listen up, listen up. The Holy Spirit is here to convict the sinner of sin. Hello, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Let me read it to you. It says here in John 16, 18, it says on John 16, 8 through 11. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment uh, of sin because they do not believe in me. And of righteousness because I go to the father and you see me no more. And of judgment because the ruler of the world is judged. Then you may say, then how come I feel bad when I sin? Isn't that the Holy Spirit convicting me? No, that's your own heart con- condemning you. That's your own heart revealing. In other words, you, the Apostle Paul says, I do not, uh, I won't go against my conscience. And what he's saying is, he's not going to go against what he knows to believe that is right. Because your own, your own heart will condemn you. That's the reason why you need to confess it. Not just get God's forgiveness, but you need to confess it to release you from condemnation and shame that the enemy wants to put on your life. Hello. And so when you confess your sins, he is faithful and righteous and it delivers you from shame and the condemnation of the enemy. God's already, you know, he's forgiven you. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? We just need to release that condemnation. And so the Holy Spirit will, will convict us of, of our righteousness in God. 
When I missed it one time and I prayed, of course, I asked forgiveness. The Lord took me to Romans 8 and he said, read that. And I was feeling bad about my sin. And what the devil wants to do, he wants to keep you in a perpetual state of condemnation about your past sins. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me in Romans 8, he said, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, we have no condemnation because of the blood of Jesus. For we 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 living under the life of Christ, life of God in Christ Jesus. You're living in Christ. There's no condemnation. And so, so the Holy Spirit will convict the sinner of his unbelief, of not believing in Jesus. He will convict the sinner that Jesus is righteous, that he is the only way. And then, and then judgment is placed on the devil because the devil has no power over us. No sin has power over you. You have power over the devil. And so what the Holy Spirit is doing, the Holy Spirit creates new hearts. In other words, he comes over and he woos us and we come to a place where we receive Christ and he makes our stony heart into a new heart. And now we have a heart for God. And you don't want to sin. You want to walk with God. You want to love God. You want to obey God. And we start walking with him and experiencing his life, the abundant life in Jesus. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is moving on some of us in this room, moving on some of those that are watching. And what he's doing, he's knocking on your door. And he's saying, if you will open a door, I will come in and I will fellowship with you and I will be your God and you will be my child. Let's bow our heads in prayer. If you are in a place right now where maybe you may be a Christian, but you're not in that place you need to be. You're you're walking in the world and you know you need to get right. This prayer is for you. Maybe you never received Christ and you never and the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart today then you need to open that door and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and reveal the truth of God's love to you. Now, just pray this prayer. If you're ready to move forward to God, say, Dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And I repent of all sin. And Holy Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.